Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. You know, when you go through tough times like this, maybe it makes you a better team. You know, for Connor and for Dreisaitl, those guys have had uh, nice careers, and they've hit a little bump in the road, and it's going to make them better, it's going to make them stronger, and it's going to make them great people. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Officer Platt. This is Malala This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. everybody, Bob Stauffer joining you in Ice District at Rogers Place. The Edmonton Oilers just wrapping up a practice. You heard Eileen Bell. Today, the 50th anniversary of the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. U2's homage, one of two songs that they have that plays significant reference to Martin Luther King Jr. We'll play a little later, uh, a little bit later on during the course of the show. And it is a show, a song you have heard, unfortunately, a fair amount over the course of the last calendar year. This is Oilers now again. We are in Ice District, uh, the Edmonton Oilers, two games left. Tomorrow against the team that you all had number one at the start of the season to win the Pacific Division, the Vegas Golden Knights. And then on Saturday night in the final game for the Sedins. The Vancouver Canucks. So I hope you're doing well on a Wednesday. Uh, we do have a jam-packed edition of Oilers Now brought to you by 
our title sponsor, and that is Digitex. Digitex is a local Alberta company that supports local business and charities. Digitex is 630 Chad's copier team. On today's show, from NHL Hockey on Rogers, one of the most popular guests that we have, Craig Simpson. And then at 105 today, another very popular guest. We've got to get him on every couple of weeks. He's an Edmonton area product that willed his way to the NHL. Very different skill set than Craig Simpson. And that is Al May. And our third guest today at 135, uh, unlike Simpson or May, an Edmonton Oilers draft choice. Was a terrific junior player, played over a number of years in Europe. Uh, today, probably would have had a 15-year NHL career. The type of defenseman that he was, the head coach, general manager of the Swift Current Broncos, Manny Vivrios, uh, to talk about uh, their upcoming second-round playoff series and maybe why the WHL needs to look at changing their playoff format. Here is how you get hold of us. You can reach Those us. in Toronto, Bob, are saying that uh, the NHL should change their playoff format right now, too. Oh, yeah? Why is that? Well... They have to play Boston or Tampa Bay in the first round, so they're unhappy over there, Odies. You know what? I can appreciate that to a certain degree. You can reach us on our Oilers Now hotline at 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort and Casino, which brings you the Oilers Now hotline, has Larry the Cable Guy April the 14th at the River Cree Resort and Casino. Then Vince Neal April 21st and George Thorogood and the Destroyers May the 7th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can text us at any time at 630-630 for Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We are on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Tweet Brendan at Brendan Ulrich. And uh, for podcasts to the show. How do people access the podcasts again? Brendan, what happened to that? It was it was on the script, and I don't see it all of a sudden. Where did it go? Well, the easiest way would be to Google Oilers Now. Yes. Or uh, go to uh, Global News, or 630Ched.com. You can navigate uh, through the web pages there, or just subscribe on iTunes, and it will update manually onto your phone once uh, each segment is updated. Okay, there you go. And the podcast brought to you by our friends at ProAmSports.ca. Again, uh, on Twitter, Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan's at Brendan Ulrich. And uh, the show Twitter account now over, what, 30,000 uh, followers, Brendan? 35.6. That's not bad. Not bad getting up there. At Oilers Now. Uh, we had Mark Spector in yesterday. Stoffer Inspector every Tuesday on Oilers Now for Horse Racing Alberta. HRA, a reminder, live thoroughbred racing starts uh, Northlands Park May 5th. All right, uh... We will get to uh, NHL today in the first half hour of the show as well. Uh, we've got the Sedins rolling in. We'll get to that in a second. I will tell you that the Oilers, it was pitcher day for the team. Um, uh, maybe, here, here's what we're going to do. Uh, here's what we'll do first, though. We will tell you that today at practice, and we don't have anything yet that's come across. So they haven't started the Todd McClellan availability. Edmonton was down to five defensemen today. Neither... Uh, Neither Johanna V2 or Andre Sekera skated today. The Edmonton Oilers only had five defensemen. Now, Keegan Lowe has been called up two or three times this year. I, I think we're going to see Keegan Lowe play tomorrow night against Vegas. I think he's going to get, and he, he's earned it. He's been the best defenseman down in Bakersfield, most consistent. He's double digits plus minus. Uh, he has an actual dimension to his game. He's a good 
AHL uh, slash NHL depth defenseman. So my guess is he they might have to call up two defensemen. Uh, but anyways, uh, my guess is Keegan comes up. We will also, and we'll get to a little bit more into this coming up in terms of what might transpire uh, with Bakersfield because last night both Kyler Yamamoto and Tyler Benson were eliminated from the WHL playoffs. Vancouver lost in Game 7, 4-3 in Victoria. Tyler Benson had two assists in that game. He finished with 11 points in seven games in the series. Uh, he he had a terrific series and is healthy and would not surprise me if he for sure ends up in Bakersfield on a ATL. They have six games left in their season, so he could get into some games maybe as early as this weekend because Baco plays. Do they not play tonight, Brendan? I think they do play tonight. Yeah. And then, uh, conversely, Kyler Yamamoto missed the final three regular season games and then uh, played in the playoff series uh, by from multiple reports, uh, including from some of the agency business. Yamamoto did not have the same explosiveness that he had uh, during the you know terrific post-World Junior rush where he basically was, I think he had 52 points in 27 games after the World Juniors this year. So... Not sure on the status of Yamamoto, but I'm pretty sure that uh, Benson would be healthy enough to go down and finish the year and get some games in at the AHL level. Uh, I mentioned five defensemen. I mentioned, uh, you know, Keegan Lowe might be a guy that merits some consideration. The forward lines had a very different look today at practice. Uh, First of all, Ryan Nugent Hopkins was back. And Ryan Nugent Hopkins was on the line with Connor McDavid and Ty Ratty. Leon Drysettle back at center, but playing with Jujar Kara and Yessa Pugliarvi. Uh, the Oilers had Ryan Strom with Milan Lucic and Drake Kajula. They also kept the fourth line, uh, which had been good the last two games, probably their best line in Calgary and Minnesota. And if that's your best line, that perhaps illustrates some challenges that your team had. But Mike Camilleri centering centering Zach Cassian and Anton Slapashev. That meant that Ilro Pakarinen and Pontus Aberg were the extra forwards. Uh, Aberg basically got himself scratched uh, for a disciplinary issue uh, when the orders were in Florida, and that's when Ty Reddy got the opportunity to play with Nugent Hopkins. Uh, Nugent Hopkins went out, missed the games against Calgary and Minnesota, and the line of Drysaddle, McDavid, and Raddy were quite ineffective in those two games against the Calgary Flames and the Minnesota Wild. Defensively, again, Edmonton only with five defensemen, but Matthew Benning back, and he looks good to go coming up uh, tomorrow night against the Vegas Golden Knights, who remain one of the great stories. So Edmonton against Vegas, who last night didn't have... Jonathan Marchessault nor David Perron to name a couple in their lineup up front. Marchessault's had a 75-point season. One guy, Brendan, how many times over the summer did I bring up the name Brandon Perry? Yeah, a few times. Mm-hmm. He scored last night, did he not? He got two, two last yeah. night for the Vegas Golden Knights. The guy has always been able to shoot the puck. I mean, he scored 20 goals in the NHL. Uh, 29 goals down in the American Hockey League this year. They brought him up. Uh, I think they actually used him in the shootout last night. They had him out there three-on-three, three too. Uh, anyways, Brandon Perry with a couple goals last night. And uh, Vegas ultimately uh, outlasted the Vancouver Canucks 5-4. to four. Second last home game for the Sedins. He'll play Thursday night at home and then Saturday in Edmonton. Now, speaking of the Sedins, last night Steve Stales, former Oilers defenseman, now running the Hamilton uh, Bulldogs. Is that what they're called? The Hamilton Bulldogs in the American, or in the Western Hot, or the OHL? Well, I knew it was one of those leagues. Uh, Hamilton is in Ontario. Last time I checked. Uh, Steve Stales was on Reed Wilkins' Inside Sports Show. He had these comments on defending the Sedins. Uh, well, I mean, to put it 
slightly, it was a nightmare. Uh, and, and the hardest part about it was, uh, I think playing against uh, Daniel and Henrik was, they weren't the fastest, they weren't the biggest, they weren't the strongest. So you felt that you could always compete and be able to get into them and you know uh, make make like life difficult for them, which um, was quite the opposite due to the fact that their hockey sense was on a different level. And there was two of them uh, made it very difficult. You always felt that you're chasing the puck when you're on the ice. You could very it was very difficult to stall progression in the defensive zone, um, even with their and I want to say it politely, even with their lack of blazing speed, because they're still very obviously very good skaters, but um, they didn't have the elite ability to separate with their speed. You thought in the neutral zone you'd be able to, you know, be able to step up on them and and uh, again make it difficult for them. But they just put pucks in areas before you could get there, and uh, they would always get there before you were there, or they're always there. That was the uncanny ability. And there's been players, obviously great players in our league, who have done it as individuals. The fact that there was two of them uh, made it all that more difficult to defend. That's Steve Stales last night talking about the Sedins. Stales had some interesting comments from an Oiler perspective as well. He had this to say on his time in Edmonton and the Oilers helping shape his character. This was, by the way, when Steve Stales was signed, this is one of Kevin Lowe. Kevin Lowe really did well, and this is not going to excite a lot of the listeners, but the Steve Stales signing is the type of signing that the Oilers have to make this offseason. Right, It was a good bargain signing when they signed him as a free agent. And Stales said the Oilers helped shape his character moving forward. I learned a great deal of, uh, when I was with the Oilers and, and being part of the Oilers organization. And, uh, um, you know, a lot of those players, people that were there that have been part of successful programs. I mean, Kevin Lowe and Craig McTavish and Charlie Huddy, I could go down the list. But, you know, to me that was – the Oilers were the best part um, – of my career from a cultural standpoint and what they were building as far as character and people and um, I, I've, I've said it before that the moment I walked in as an Oiler I, I'd been on a few teams before that when I put the Oiler jersey on it really meant something and I felt an obligation to be part of the community and to and I was held accountable um, you know to being an Oiler which it's something that we were trying we're trying to do here in Hamilton where it's different than just being part of another team or a different organization where you feel pride being um, you know playing for that team and being part of that community. Steve Stale signed by uh, Kevin Lowe in the summer of 2001 in his first four years in Edmonton. Steve Stales was plus 50. Plus 50. He was a, a very uh, useful hockey player. Uh sort of played a little bit of wing and then a little bit of defense, as many of you listeners would know this, and then became a full-time defenseman in Edmonton. He bounced around from Boston to Vancouver into Atlanta, but plus 50 in his first four years. And that's the thing that I think people forget about. And we're, you know, we got Craig, you know, I'll ask uh, Craig Simpson about uh, Steve a little bit later on, but because he was on those coaching staffs. I mean, the 0304 team was a pretty good team. Uh, a really good the the o one o two team that was the first year Stales was with the Oilers. They were the second best defensive team in the NHL. They just couldn't score, and their power play wasn't very good. And then in o three o four, I would argue that uh, that was the year Edmonton traded uh, Tommy Sallow for Tom Gilbert. And I mean, y- you look at it, and Sallow had an eight ninety six save percentage over forty four games that year. I mean, this on a team two years earlier. I mean, so. 
Salo's game had depreciated a bit, but Steve Stales was a very effective defenseman for, again, the, the first certainly the first four years. He'd stayed with Edmonton for four more seasons, and then in 06, 07, things dropped off down the stretch. The Oilers had a bunch of injuries, and... Uh, had an incredible reversal of fortune that, frankly, we didn't think we'd see again. Well, we have. It's occurred this year. And uh, it's interesting about character and culture because I have a belief that character and culture cannot be important. Now, saying that, I do think that Steve Stales uh, was a a very uh, effective player for Edmonton but did not come in much ballyhooed. You know, we're not talking about a guy that got a four-year deal at $3.5 million at 34 years of age. We're talking about a guy that the Oilers got on the relative cheap, and those are the type of players Edmonton needs to gather. So when last summer we talked as an example about Brandon Peary, you know, okay, he's he's not a great defensive player. Uh, he's not an overly hard player, but he could score a bit. And this year we've seen with Edmonton that scoring has been a challenge from the depth of position. I'll give you another name, and Brendan, you're going to laugh. But which guy have I mentioned a lot over the course of the last couple of years um, that Edmonton could have probably gotten for about $700,000 two years ago? <laughs> Derek Ryan. Okay. Derek Ryan would be fourth on the Edmonton Oilers in scoring right now. 14 goals, 36 points. He'd be fourth on the Oilers in scoring. Wow. Okay. He's 57% in the face-off circle as a right-shot option. He's a free agent again this year. He's Bill Peters' guy. Bill Peters, by the way, uh, strongly linked to Hockey Canada for the upcoming World Hockey Championship. We know McDavid's going. We know that Ryan Nugent Hopkins going. Uh, Matthew Barzell admitting that he's going. I think Jordan Everly is probably going to end up going on that team as well. I'm not sure if that's been confirmed or not. But Derek Ryan is sitting there playing for Bill Peters. And I'm not sure Bill Peters moves forward in the Carolina organization. And sometimes opportunities present themselves and when I look at the Stales signing that's that's the su- sort of signing and people that would you know people have this Kevin Lowe made a, made a comment when the orders made the change from Steve Tambellini to, to Craig McTavish and it upset some fans at the time but I, I think now that we've looked back certainly the work that Lowe did from circa 2000 when he took over the GM job from Glenn Sather uh well, in, I mean, 2006, Kevin Lowe looked like a genius. And then he had to make the Chris Pronger trade. He, and he had to make it. There was no delaying that process. I'll stand by him on that deal. Right? The, the Carmi situation, you know, you learn from it, right? But at the end of the day, the orders were very good at finding cheaper alternatives. And I think that that's going to be the way they need to go this summer. They need to find three or four guys at... million or less. That's my personal impression as to what needs to occur here. Less might be more this summer. I know that's not sexy, especially when the team's having the type of year they're having. they got to fix a lot of things, right? There's a full uh, forensic audit needs to take care and take place in this organization. Absolutely given. I get it. I feel the frustration with the fans on a daily basis, right? But less might be more, and I just look back to a signing like Stales. It was a really effective move and the type of thing. You t- I'll give you another team that does it all the time, Nashville. Nashville's good at it, and the owner's got to get good at it again. All right, 1224 in Edmonton. When we come back, we'll get to NHL today. It is brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. More than just sportswear. 
Drew Shamahorn, he's all in, and he's hands-on, and that's part of the reason why Elite remains a successful company. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and Hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, Pro-Am Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. 12-26 in Edmonton. Let's get to NHL today. It's brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. More than just sportswear. Three games tonight. Ottawa Senators and the Buffalo Sabres. Marion Gabrick heading back to L.A. to see a back specialist. He'll miss the rest of the season. Carlson is out tonight for Ottawa picked up the puck in his last game. Hmm. And if Marion Gabrick ends up with a back injury, timing would uh, work out because uh, pretty interesting from the player's perspective. You know what I'm saying? Figure out what I'm saying there. Because if I'm Ottawa, that might be a guy I target for a bio. St. Louis Blues point back in the Colorado Avalanche for the final wildcard spot. Game in hand. Blues host the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. Meanwhile, the Minnesota Wild are in Anaheim. Ducks have won seven of the last ten. They sit a point back of the Kings for third in the Pacific with a game in hand. American Hockey League, Bakersfield Condors. They lost 6-0 on Friday. Rebounded with a 2-1 win on Saturday. I think they're 7-2-1 in the last ten. They host Ontario tonight. That's LA's farm team. We hit on some of this. WHL playoffs. Victoria beat Vancouver 4-3 last night in Game 7. Tyler Benson had two assists to finish the series with three goals, eight assists, 11 points. Uh, my guess is he ends up going to Bakersfield. They've got six games left, five uh, by the time we get to uh, this weekend. Portland beat Spokane 3-1 in Game 7. Connor Yamamoto, one goal, four points. Again, Yamamoto uh, missed the final three regular season games. I wonder if that'll play a factor in his possible assignment to the American Hockey League. Moose Jaw won 5-4 against PA last night. Curtis Miskey, who's a local area product 20-year-old, had an unbelievable series for the Prince Albert Raiders. I think he had 10 or 11 points. Might be a name you hear at Edmonton next season. Though not necessarily with the Oilers. Uh, Moose Jaw, big favorite in that series. Got pushed to seven. It'll be Moose Jaw in the second round against Swift Current. We'll have uh, Manny Bibrios coming up a little bit later on in today's show. Victoria will be in Tri-City. Maybe we should reach out to Bob Torrey tomorrow. Uh, Everett against Portland. And Lethbridge takes on Brandon. How in the heck does WHL have Lethbridge against Brandon and Moose Jaw against Swift? Moving. All right. That is NHL Today again, brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. It is 1229 at Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. And when we come back from NHL Hockey and Rogers, their lead analyst, Craig Simpson.